0: We can just do voices fine. I don't want to do voice. I want to see your beautiful face. I don't know how to do that.
1: Bye. I guess then we can just do it without seeing one another, but it really upsets me. I'm sorry. At least we can record. Yes. So we can record. And I'm actually already recording. So. Oh. So, we're here. All right. Quarantine edition. My microphone. What?
0: I said, well, hopefully I don't bump my microphone. Yeah, just don't bump your
1: microphone. Everything will be okay. Welcome to Quarantine, Marble Forest podcast from afar. Yes, from a very, very far. We are definitely within the six foot range. Uh, Yes, definitely. Um, I'm still in the podcast studio. I can't see Amber and it makes me sad. I am home. I have an awful echo in my ear from my own voice. (laughs) Oh, shit. Just kidding. We're not back. I'm not prepared.
0: I'm underprepared. You have underprepared. I'm underprepared for recording from home. This is so new and different. It is. I my laptop needs to be plugged in. It's dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm a hundred percent focused. Are you a hundred percent focused? Yes. Okay.
1: Well, we're here. So, see,
0: I yes, can't even see if you're talking or not no you can't (laughs) our state officially uh called for a uh stay in home or stay at home uh what
1: yeah today is the official day it starts yeah it started at midnight in the middle of the night and we officially have to stay at home today i went and ran a 5k and Uh, it didn't really seem like anyone was actually following these orders because the roads still seem pretty populated.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the idea is to get people to limit their travel and everything, but I think it came on really quick. I mean, we got all of yesterday to prepare, but I don't think people prepared yesterday because I think they thought everyone would be preparing yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of what I did. I literally just went and got Thai food and uh, breadsticks from Little Caesars. And I was like, and I'm back home. Yeah, I um,
0: I went to the store yesterday and it actually wasn't as busy as I thought it would be. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to the store. This, I mean, the store was busy, but the lines weren't long at all. Like I got in and out pretty quick. So I just think that either people have already stocked up or they were waiting
1: yeah hashtag social distancing you know that's what we're supposed to be doing (laughs) but yeah um so we're here we can't see one another and we're trying to record with echoes of our own voices in our ears for you the listener and I guess something to do while we're quarantined
0: yeah so we've got about three weeks of quarantine that we're about to be in so I'm sure we'll figure it out in the chat eventually or video chat, but um,
1: here's here's our first, first attempt. Yeah, here is our first Hopefully attempt. And else, uh, we are going to be providing you uh, episodes like every week, is what we tried to come to the conclusion as because we're not really doing anything. Right. I think trying to do it once a week.
0: Um, Since we're in quarantine anyway We have plenty of time to work on anything I'm not working, you're not working It's stupid <laughs> I am ready to go back to some normalcy Yeah, uh, we're um, a
1: long way away from that
0: I know I, I've i only been off of work um Since Thursday So it's been what And I already am stir crazy But
1: yeah um, I don't really have anything else to say uh, besides let's just try to make your quarantine better.
0: Yeah, I don't really have much else to say either. Um, let's.
1: Uh, I think let's just jump into it. All right, let's drive on into it. I have the coin because I am you here in the podcast studio. Um, and I'm just going to flip it and everyone's going to trust me. That it's me. It's you. It is me. It is actually me. I can Snapchat you the coin. I believe you.
0: I mean, if you want to Snapchat me the coin, you are more than welcome to. My phone is in my lap. Yeah, but
1: you are. I believe you. Okay, doing it anyways. It's already too late. Okay, I've already gone this far.
0: Oh, I see it was Jesse. It is.
1: Jesse was the one who goes first. I am. So, as we spoke last week, I am going to be continuing our Pacific Northwest journey in Alaska. Uh so as we had talked about, I had saw that when I was looking up the Golden North Hotel, that there were many other small little hauntings in Skagway, Alaska. So I have now compiled a short list. It's not really that short. And uh, we're going to go through all the hauntings in Skagway, Alaska. Let's do it. All right. A beautiful city with snow-capped mountains in the background is Skagway, Alaska, and as we spoke last week of the Golden North Hotel, we're still in the same town, as I pretty much already preferenced it, but it's in my notes. I said, okay, makes sense. (laughs) Skagway has been a port town since 1897 and is located in the northern part of Alaska, Alaska. As we spoke, this town boomed in the gold rush, and a lot of the buildings are still standing since 1897. The current population uh, sits at about 700 in the historic town, and local residents often wear costumes around town for visitors, uh, and their tourism is now their number one income source of the town. Oh, like... Gold Rush-type costumes? Oh, yeah, like Gold Rush-type costumes. Everyone comes to visit the history of the Gold Rush. I love that. I want
0: to go and wear my own Prospector costume. All right, let's do it. I'm in.
1: I think we'd look really good, Prospectors. I think I'd be a really good-looking saloon girl. Oh, that's cute. It would be cute. And
0: I'm going to be old-timey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to definitely be an old-timey prospector
1: with like a beard and a... and then we'll take a photo where we both don't smile and uh it will be in sepia colored. Perfect. Yep. So we're just going to one of those like vintage
0: photo shops in like tourist towns. Got it.
1: Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Cuz we're boring. <laughs> Uh, so during the gold rush, the town, uh, brought in a lot of crime from the sheer boom in population from about 700 people to about 10,000. Some reports have said 20,000 people and lawlessness was rampant and even diphtheria epidemics swept through the town, killing a lot of people.
0: Okay. So there was this for sure. Yes. That's so a, that makes to- a lot
1: of ghosts, a lot of ghost fodder it does so each building it sort of seems like they have their little own ghosty goo that haunts well, that's the that's kind of fun yeah so as i spoke about uh last week i'm going to do the red onion saloon it is located at 205 broadway and was built originally to be a brothel Ooh, i know so fancy the building is white with dark trim and is two stories. The red onion was once the classiest dance hall and saloon in the bustling gold rush town. A fancy brothel? A fancy brothel. A fan I think it's as fancy as a saloon can be. So they just are using um
0: like all matching cups. They don't have mismatch cups.
1: Oh, yeah. They're, we're that classy of an establishment, I'm assuming. <laughs> all the cups match. All the cups match. Um, You the, actually the get place ice mass. in your liquor. Oh, yes. Very classy. Very classy. No room temperature beer here. Oh, no. Not at all. Clearly, we do not know how Prospector times lived.
0: We, we don't. I actually am not the authority on that surprisingly
1: no No, we are not so on the first floor and is now was and now is the saloon and the second floor had 10 small rooms called cribs each crib was very small but elaborately decorated the cribs all had two or three doors for escape purposes (laughs) oh yeah i i don't know maybe if like she robbed them and then, like, escaped into the night. <laughs> I'm assuming they... it's escape for them, not for, like, people. I would assume it was escape for the girls. Yes. Um, and it was also apparently temperature controlled. And I don't really know how that was possible back in the 1800s. They all had paper fans <laughs> that they
0: could fan themselves with sounds about right to me going i mean that's that's what i would have guessed like how would they temperature control it one guy stands in the corner with a paper fan in each room he's
1: like your concierge in uh 1898 many sex workers uh made their business here and a minor could wander into the red onion for a drink and then some love Oh,
0: I definitely didn't think, like, gold miner at first.
1: You didn't think <laughs> gold you said miner? Minor.
0: No, I thought, like, you know, underage miner. Oh. <laughs> that's
1: inappropriate, Amber. Well, my this whole podcast is inappropriate. It Sorry. is. And that's why we do 18 plus panels. Uh, so the anxious gentleman would choose his girl in a very unique way. Behind the bar there were ten dolls that represented the ten girls upstairs. There were ten dolls? Yes. That like sat up on like a shelf behind the bar. Oh. Okay. So each customer would choose his doll and the bartender would lay the doll on the back indicating that the girl was busy. Interesting. Interesting. That's definitely different. Oh yeah. Uh once the gentleman came back downstairs, the doll was sat back upright so that every customer in the new in the bar that she was available again. Wow. The cribs have now been converted into offices and dressing rooms for the employees. Uh, because the Red Onion does do tours of the town and saloon, and the dressing rooms are used by employees to dress as saloon girls or minors. Minors? I'm assuming. Yeah, like minors, like, you like know, a 16-year-old prospector. Oh, yeah, like six, like a 16-year-old prospector. Yeah. Because at 16, you were already an adult back then, right? Oh, Definitely. On their ghost tour, you can hear stories of the town and the resident of the Red Onion Inn, Lydia. On the second floor of the Red Onion Saloon, Lydia has been hostile towards men. But the only story that I could find was a story of a local official. So I'm assuming she just hates the government and it was probably like a health inspection or something. (laughs) So among other things, footsteps can be heard walking up the stairs. An employee has called the police and had heard running and pounding on the second floor when he was in the saloon. When officers went... That's uncomfortable. I know, right? When officers showed up and went to investigate, he saw a shadow down the hall slip into what they refer to as Madam's room. And when investigated, found no one in the room. Ooh. So... Cold spots have been found on the stairs. There has been strong aroma of perfume throughout the second floor. And people have felt an unseen presence that seems to be helpful. And that presence will occasionally water the plants on the second floor for them. Oh, well, that's nice. I know. Lydia's really nice.
0: At least um, they're taking care of the plants. Like, that's what's most important. Yeah, but she like, sometimes hates men. Did I tell you, um, Sidetrack, that they sent us home with plants at work because the plants were all going to die? Oh, they did? How many so plants I saved, did you get? I saved some plants from the coronavirus. Um, I brought home nine cactuses and an aloe plant, but I gave away six
1: of the cactuses. Oh, I wanted a cactus. Okay. So in... The room that the plants reside is actually Madam's room where a shadowy form has been seen watering them as well. So it's not like they're just watered and then someone's like, oh, someone else must have did it. No, they have seen a full body apparition of Lydia watering the plants. Oh, wow. Yes. So she's not messing around. She's watering
0: the plants. She's going to take care of them and she wants you to know she's taking care of them.
1: Yes. Uh, there was a musician that once lived on the second floor and would play downstairs in the saloon. One night he awoke to a shimmering light in his room and he said it was very strange sensation that it gave him. And I don't really know, like, what kind of sensation are we talking about because we're talking about sex workers. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, maybe it made him feel anxious and he didn't know what anxiety was
1: maybe but that is all of the stories for the red onion saloon okay yeah like you said it's just kind of short and oh yeah so i have like three more stories and they're all just as short okay so now we're gonna move on to the fraternal order of the eagles building (laughs) okay yes uh, the Eagles Hall was created by connecting two old 1890s hotels and there is apparently a couple of ghosts here, but they are friendly and have been witness they have been witness to moving cold spots and the feeling of being watched on the second floor Ew, I don't like being watched. Well, you know like sometimes ghosts have nothing better to do than watch you I don't like that, watch someone else <laughs> I'm not exciting. You're not exciting?
0: No, don't watch me ghost. I'm not exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah, so people have felt the uh, presence of the unseen entities and some say they feel so friendly that it's like they're keeping company. Like they're keeping them company on the second floor. Don't like it. You don't want to feel Even like if you have a friend?
0: No, I just I feel nervous about a, a feeling I can't see like being like i get that paranoia like type feeling a lot where i feel like there's something there mm-hmm. and i just it's not of my favorite feeling i'm just gonna say that okay that's so fine. even if even if it's friendly i feel like i would still be uncomfortable
1: yeah so that was like our little short blurb for the uh fraternal order it? of the eagles so now we're going to be moving on to the case Mulville Hill House. I did not look up how to pronounce that. How do you spell it? I sent it in the group uh, chat. Mulva Hill? Hill? Okay. We'll go with Mulvihill. Hill. Mean, I think Mulva Hill, maybe. Okay. So. The Case Mulvihill House was built in 1904 in a Victorian-style two-story home. W.H. Case, who was the co-partner of the Case and Draper Company, was a popular photographic store that took pictures of families and special events and anything else that people wanted pictures during that time. So, after 10 years... W. H. Case moved out and the Mulhaville family moved in. William John Mulhaville was the father in the family and was promoted to the chief chief dispatcher position with the railroad. The Mulleville family lived here until William John Mulleville died in nineteen forty nine and he was actually buried uh in now what is called the Gold Rush Cemetery. Oh, okay. I know. It's a fun cemetery it? name. And it's apparently right next to the railroad. So it was just like he spent his whole life working for the railroad and then got buried next to like the railroad yard. Okay, so he he just, you know, had to
0: always be by work, apparently.
1: That's I that's ideal. Well, he did bring a lot of work home and we'll talk about that in a second, but also in 1949, his wife died in the same year as he did. So the family ended up moving out of the home, and okay. various families uh, had owned the home until it was bought by the city and restored in 1980. This home was used by as a meeting place and headquarters for the Skagway Comber Chambers. Wow, that what did I just say? The Skag- Skagway Comber of Chambers. Comber of Chambers. Okay. Chamber of Commerce. So (laughs) this house was used as a meeting place and headquarters of the Skagway Chamber of Commerce, but they wanted to build a new building, and I think it was held up because it was historic. So they ended up selling it, and it was back converted into a private residence. Got it. The entity in the house is believed to be... um, the father, uh, William John Mulliville himself. Doors throughout the house have been open and closed by themselves and heavy footsteps have been heard walking up and down the stairs. So he also would take homework and he had a telegraph key that he would ha- have in his house to like send like little do-do-do like notes <laughs> to people. <laughs> and so... One of the sounds that can be heard in the house is the sound of the telegraph key can be heard clicking away in the house as well. Oh, that's interesting. That's different. I know it is different, right? Yeah, because like we've heard of like knocking and
0: running, and that's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, it's like the do 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 do
0: do. I think that was a perfect impression.
1: Oh, thanks. I worked really hard on it. I, like, practiced it when I was writing my notes and everything. Good. I'm glad. Okay. So now we're going to move on to uh, the house known as the White House in Skagway, Alaska. So it's not oh, like the house. the Skagway house... White House? Yeah, the Skagway Lighthouse. Um, <laughs> and so it's not the White House that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, it Based on the pictures I saw, it sort of just looks like a condo. <laughs> oh, that's classy. It is. So, it was originally built as a private home and became a hospital during World War II. From then, it was a small hotel and a daycare center and then went back to a private home for various families. So, it has a ton of history. It's been a lot. A hospital and a daycare center? Yeah. That's that's definitely an interesting combo. Yeah. Dead people and children? (laughs) We love dead people and children together in the same room. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that statement. (laughs) I don't either. So in 1988, it was abandoned after being damaged by in a fire, but has since been restored to a bed and breakfast. Okay.
0: Yes. That's kind of nice. A nice place that used to be a hospital, used to be a daycare center or whatever. You know, it's fine.
1: Exactly. So... One night, a commercial fisherman and his family were staying here, and him and his wife awoke to seeing the apparition of a woman standing at the end of their bed. During this stay, their three-year-old daughter happily chatted with an invisible entity in the kitchen. Oh, great. Thanks, child. I feel like all children... I, like, I feel like when I have children, if and when I have children, and I... My child just starts talking to some imaginary friend. I'm going to be like, that's a fucking ghost. Oh, Um, definitely. You're talking to a fucking ghost. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Oh, definitely. They're definitely
0: talking to a ghost if it's a child. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously.
1: They're all ghosts. So the spirit who is believed to haunt the White House is believed to be the woman who once ran the daycare in the home. So, like, she's very nice to children, and she will sit there and, like, talk to children. So that could have been why the child was drawn to her to speak with her. That can make sense. Yeah. But that is all of my stories of Skagway, Alaska. There were a couple more that I could have added, but uh, I thought my story was getting too long. But I think since we can't see each other and react off one another... It's a little more difficult, and I breeze through my story pretty quickly.
0: It is a little different. It's going to be different, you know, not like a normal episode because it has to be from a distance, but I think it was fine. I like
1: Well, why thank you?
0: It's okay because my story is kind of longer. I wouldn't say it's super long. I did try to keep it limited because it is a well or more well-known story. Do you want to just jump in? I just, I'm ready to jump in. All right, so I'm going to tell you about the Winchester Mystery House. Ooh, I'm ready. Okay, so the Winchester Mystery House is an ar- architectural wonder and historic landmark in Santa California. It was one of the per- It was once the personal residence of Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester, who was the widow of William Wirt Winchester and the heiress to a large portion of the Winchester repeating arms fortune. And I did, um, to preface this, I did get m- a lot of this information off their website.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, because there's a ton of information that you can just get off of like BuzzFeed Unsolved and a bunch of other right. places that have been there. Yeah, there's there's been so many
0: places and people, like investigators who have been to this location. Um, I tried to kind of keep it as simple as possible because I know we are trying to do slightly shorter stories just so that we can you know, keep it to a better time frame. But um, so here we go. All right, I'm ready. So the tragedy befell Sarah. Uh, Her infant daughter died of a childhood illness known as Marzumus. I think that's how you pronounce it. I might have fucked it up. I was going to just yell Um, typhoid fever at you. No, it wasn't that. (laughs) It's a disease in which the body wastes away. Oh, that's yeah. sad. Very sad. Um, a few years later, her husband was taken from her by tuberculosis, so she lost her infant daughter and her husband in a couple of years.
1: That's a rough life.
0: It is. It is, and she dealt. I uh, had a hard time with it. So, after her husband's death in 1881, Sarah Winchester inherited more than tw- twenty. Wow, sorry, twenty point five million dollars. So. That is the equivalent to $543 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she inherited a oh, bought ton of money.
1: Yeah. Can I inherit uh, that also, right now? I'm not working.
0: I would love to inherit that right now. Please
1: give them the money. I'll donate it to everyone who needs it. Oop. That would be nice, right? Sorry, I'm moving.
0: Uh, she also received nearly 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which gave her an income of roughly $1,000 per day, and that's the equivalent of $26,000 a day. Wait, where was she getting this money from? She uh, became like 50% of the owner of the company after her, her husband died. Oh, so, so,
1: so it was just from the rifles alone.
0: Yeah, she was just making her regular income. This was her regular income per day. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Right. That's an incredibly huge amount of money. Uh, So the inheritance gave her a tremendous amount of wealth, which she used to fund uh, the ongoing ongoing construction. um, So after the death of her loved ones, Sarah was told by a Boston medium that she should leave her home and travel west. Uh, the medium told her that she must continuously build a home for herself and the spirits of the people who had fallen victim to Winchester rifles and that the noise from the sawing and pounding will of- keep the spirits away.
1: Um. So why are you building a house for ghosts and then constantly building said house to keep ghosts away? I think the idea is that
0: I, from what I've heard before previously, I think the idea was that she was trying to confuse the spirits so they couldn't find her. Yeah. So continuously building, and would there always be something in the home or something going on? Um, so Sarah did leave her home in New Haven, Connecticut to move out to San Jose, California. Um, Although it's possible that she was simply seeking a change of location and a hobby during her depression, others say that she really did firmly believe that her family and fortune were haunted by ghosts and that moving west was the only way to appease this.
1: Wow. So where was she originally from? Um, Connecticut. Okay. I think that's CT. Yeah.
0: When she moved to... California, she bought a unfurnished eight room farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley and began what could only be described as the world's
1: largest and longest home renovation. So she built a small ass farmhouse and it turned into this. So she
0: bought a small farmhouse and then she built it into what it is today. That's crazy. I didn't know it started as a farmhouse. Yeah, it was an eight-room farmhouse before all this. So the construction only stopped when Sarah passed away in September 5th, 1922. Mm. So carpenters were hired and worked on the house day and night until it became a seven-story mansion. She did not use an architect and added onto the building in a haphazard fashion So the home contains numerous oddities such as doors and staircases that go to nowhere, windows that overlook other rooms, and stairs with odd-sized risers. Many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in the ghost. Some environmental psychologists have theorized that the odd layout itself contributed to the feeling of the house being haunted today. Mm, Okay. The house's construction went from 1886 to 1922. And it never stopped. Oh wow! Which, which is just insane. There was always someone there building on the house. So the original eight-room farmhouse grew into the world's most unusual sprawling mansion, and this is what it it currently features.
1: It is uh, eleven fireplaces. More than that. Okay, good. Do you know how many fireplaces? I do. Oh fuck yeah. Um, so
0: there this is straight from the website of the Winchester Mystery House. So it is 24,000 square feet, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights. There are 47 stairways and fireplaces. Okay, well you
1: what is the difference between stairways and fireplaces, Amber? Um, there's 47 of both of them of both like an equal number yeah. of each
0: yeah it looks like it. according to the Winchester Mystery House website yes oh, okay That's there are 17 talk. chimneys 17 chimneys for the 47 fireplaces wow and there's evidence that, that there might have been two more chimneys at one point but I think it's kind of funny that there's 17 for 47 fireplaces yeah And, you know, this house is so huge, you would think, tons of bathrooms, right? Well, there's
1: 13. Oh, that's it? Only 13 bathrooms. There's more fireplaces and stairways. Just like the White House. Like, there's such minimal amount of bathrooms in comparison to rooms. Right? There are six kitchens. Six? You mean I can cook my eggs in one room and then cook my toast in the other? Yeah, and you have a whole nother kitchen just
0: for bake, Just for baking. This house was built at the price tag of $5 million in 1923. Wow. Today, that's $71
1: million. $71 million? Yes. Fucking sell that house and divvy it out to all the quarantine people in California. Seriously. <laughs> so... All of her possessions
0: apart from the house were bequeathed to her niece and personal secretary. Her niece took everything she wanted and sold the rest in private auction. It supposedly took six trucks working eight hours a day for six weeks to remove all the furniture from the house.
1: Seriously? yeah isn't that a that's insane that is a ton of time wasting to move furniture out but you know it was probably pretty difficult because of how fucked up everything is set up like man we can't get the couch through that hallway so we have to go all the way around the back
0: right and nothing is like No architect was involved in it. So everything was just built. However, the people were like, all right, we got to build something today for this lady. So I might as well build a staircase here. Yeah. So Miss Winchester made no mention of the mansion in her will, and appraisers considered the house worthless due to damage caused by an earthquake in 1906. Oh. So the unfinished design and the unfinished design and impractical nature of the construction also were part of the reason why the house was not worth much oh um it was sold at an auction to a local investor for over 135 thousand dollars and subsequently leased for 10 years to John and May- Mamie Brown okay um they eventually did purchase the house and do they still own it today they don't but I will I'll explain. Okay. So in February 1923, five months after the Winchester's death, the house was open to the public with Mamie Brown serving as the first tour guide.
1: Okay. So only
0: five months after Sarah Winchester died, they were having people like tour this house. Yeah.
1: That's really uh, today soon too.
0: It really is. And then today the home is owned by the Winchester Investments LLC which is a private held company representing the descendants of John and Mamie Brown. So it's still in their family.
1: Oh, okay. So they like bought it back.
0: Yeah, they they bought the house and then their descendants like still own it. They have a whole company for just, you know, owning this house. So the home retains unique touches that reflect Sarah Winchester's beliefs and report and her reported preoccupation preoccupation with warding off malevolent spirits these spirits are said to have directly inspired her as to the way the house was built and they the number 13 and spider web motifs are pretty much occurring all throughout the house oh okay and, and those have like a spiritual significance to her
1: oh that's crazy
0: in and. Sixteen. it was announced that another room with period furniture was built in the courtyard, an attic space that contained a pump organ, Victorian couch, dress form, sewing machine, and paintings. So this room was made available for viewing by the public and featured a shooting range game, which is kind of fun that it had a shooting range game since it was like the Winchester brand. Yeah. But also it also seems like it's a little bit weird to me just because like her whole fear in this house was to avoid like the victims of the winchester rifles but she also did still continue to collect on her fortune so yeah in 2017 the winchester mystery house debuted their first new daytime tour in 20 years the explore more tour Ooh, this tour that's takes the guests where i want to go on through- right this one sounds fun so this tour takes guests through rooms never before open to the public and explores the rooms left unfinished at the time of Sarah Winchester's death.
1: Ooh. So like some things that we have may have seen in like videos of people touring the house.
0: Yeah. You get to explore like more of the house than you probably would. have.
1: I guess my question is <laughs> how close is the queen Mary to this house that's a really good question i do not know Devin.
0: Devin walked away for a minute
1: what Devin's supposed to be on here with us she just walked away i'm so upset <laughs> fine i guess uh, continue your story
0: i will i'm gonna now we're going on to ghost okay i will have a video for you to watch at one point and i'm oh. gonna send it to you in a minute all right I'll tell you when you'll you'll know. Okay. I think Uh, I will know. (laughs) So some employees who worked at the mansion for Miss Winchester are said to have stayed after their deaths. So like they had such a strong connection to this house since they were there constantly that they are still there. Oh, wow. Um, There are footsteps heard shuffling to and from Miss Winchester's room. And there is an apparition with apparition is that yes. the more correct okay there's an apparition with black hair and a mustache who is frequently spotted pushing a wheelbarrow that um and the employees call him
1: Clyde okay so let's paint a picture about Clyde yeah <laughs> so you said shuffling around so like adding like the black hair and the mustache and him just sort of like looking hunched over just shuffling around pushing his wheelbarrow like <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture that has Clyde in it. Oh, you do? Oh, that's neat. Yep, so the the person in the far right of this picture that I'm sending you, that is the figure known as Clyde. Okay.
1: Clyde has a
0: unibrow. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So he is often seen, like I said, pushing his wheelbarrow, but he's often seen pushing it in the basement. Um... Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, But he can also be seen trying to repair the fireplace in
1: the ballroom. Just the fireplace, though? Just that one yeah. singular fireplace?
0: It only specifically referred to the fireplace in the ballroom. Oh, okay. So he has been described to management from guests. Um, and a lot of people will say, like, Oh, we really like the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace, wearing the white overalls and Victorian boater hat. And then they're like, we don't have a um, employee
1: who we don't hire actors to do that. We don't hire people to pretend to act. You're just getting a history tour. Right. Not a reenactment.
0: So there has also been gentle tugs of shirts and skirts during tours. Oh, um, and then there's the report from a long time worker named Denny. One morning uh, after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above him. He ascended to let the trespasser, trespasser know that the three story structure was off limits but the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him and one floor above. Um, Ooh. he searched all the way up until the roof, but there was no one there.
1: No, I don't like that. And who's gently tugging on my shirt and skirt, bro? Like, I don't, I don't like know. that. Maybe it's Clyde. No, Clyde, get your hands off me, you perv.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's Sarah. Maybe she's judging your your uh, modern clothes. She doesn't like my skinny jeans
1: and my t-shirt. Sorry about you, Sarah. No, she's like, um, this is not proper for my home. It is not, apparently. But you let Clyde walk around in some white, dirty-ass overalls, so... (laughs) In a
0: boater's hat. Yep. So prior to the mansioning opening for tours one day, there was a worker on a ladder. He felt a tap on his shoulder turned around, and there was no one there. Um, He went back and refocused his attention on his task, and that's when he felt what seemed like a hand pressing against his back. He was the only one in the room.
1: Oh, wow. No. Like,
0: how high up on the ladder was he? I'm not sure. I wonder. It's like, was he at the top of the ladder? Because that would make it much worse.
1: (laughs) Right? That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. You're, like, at the top of, like, a 12-foot ladder and someone taps on your shoulder and you're like, who the fuck's behind me? Who got another ladder? Or who's learned to fly? Who's learned to fly?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, like I mentioned before, there was an earthquake in 1906, and that earthquake destroyed a lot of San Francisco. Um, It also caused serious damage to the house. So, Sarah Winchester actually got trapped in a room when this happened. Oh, okay. And she was trapped there until workers were able to set her free. Okay. She was deeply shaken by the experience and she had the room sealed up afterward oh yeah so she, like
1: she was was shook
0: yeah and it doesn't tell me how long she was in that room but from this i would assume it was a long time
1: yeah like um, how like give like an hour estimate of how long she's stuck in this room
0: like, like hours I would say because if she wasn't able to get free. The construction workers had to come free her and who knows what kind of damage that they had to deal with to get her out.
1: Yeah. And so also like, how she, like, they had to get through this whole house. Was she like actually like trapped underneath something or she was just literally stuck pacing in a room seeing all the ghosts of what the Winchester rifles had killed? I think she was just trapped in
0: the room. I don't think she was stuck under anything. It just says trapped in the room.
1: Seeing all the ghosts of all the people she killed.
0: Yeah, because she didn't kill any of them, but her guns did. Yep. <laughs> um. So, it's, so this one website I said that said recently they had reopened the room. And the website was from about 2017 and it said last year. So I'm assuming around 2016 the room was reopened.
1: Okay. So
0: when the room was opened and it was added to the tours on one of the tours, a guide gathered participants into the room to explain the history and was pointing out objects found inside from more than like a hundred years of being sealed. Yeah. Uh, so the guide heard a loud sigh in the hallway and went out to bring the straggler in, but she didn't find any tourist. She did see a small ghostly form gliding around the corner. Uh, the guide quickly followed. She still didn't see anything, but she heard another sigh. Something that um, this room was being used by Sarah to hide from Taurus.
1: Oh. <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting thing to think about.
0: Yeah, like, that's where her spirit is hiding from, from tourists, and now all the tourists are in her space, and she's just like, ugh, oh, really?
1: Like, ugh. God, you really have to, like, bring people in here right now? Like, I'm not even dressed. Like, I got some quarantine chic going on. I don't even look good.
0: I was wearing my sweatpants. And I don't want people to know I wear sweatpants.
1: Yeah, because I tug on their sweatpants when they wear them in here anyways to tell them to change. (laughs) All right. So this is the part that I'm
0: going to send you a video for in just a second. Okay. Let me copy that. So... There is a surveillance video from September 23rd, 2017, from about 3.45 in the morning. And you can see something being seen walking out onto the balcony of the house. Stand still for a few moments before quickly turning back in. So I'm going to send you this link, and then I will finish this portion of this in a second. And I want you to watch
1: that. Okay. Watching. Well, working on Watching
0: so i'm gonna kind of try to voice point it out to you if you see that like tall spot on the left of the house
1: yeah like the point oh so that balcony
0: there's that little balcony up there yeah watch that area
1: oh 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 what the fuck is that it's like someone holding a lantern or some shit yeah, doesn't it look like it's like a lantern, but it's like
0: it's like a very bright red spot and a very bright light spot.
1: Yeah. Can I zoom in? Can I? Can I do and the then, zoom?
0: And then, did you see it leave?
1: No, not yet. I went back.
0: It seems to me like it leaves so much more quickly than it came out onto the balcony.
1: Yeah. Well, it hasn't started to leave yet. Oh, 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 yeah. No, it definitely leaves. Oh, but that's weird. So, like, you can sort of see, like, a door on the balcony, and it looks like the the lights that are, like, appearing on it are, like, in front of the door.
0: Sort yeah. of like,
1: like, I don't want to, like, debunk this, but, like, sort of like a taillight or a headlight on a car is what it looks like to me. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean it's it looks like two little dots, like two little light dots. Like I think if it was that dark outside, you probably wouldn't be able to see someone's like red shirt, but you
1: can see a clear red dot there. Yeah. And it doesn't like it literally just looks like the dots hovering onto it and then moving away from it. Um, but it doesn't look like there's like a ton of reflective surfaces off of that balcony right there. So like I think that there wouldn't be, like, a ton of things for you to, like, look at after the fact. Right. So I'm I'm going to link that
0: video on Twitter so that anyone who wants to watch it can. Okay. But, yeah, to me, it definitely looks like someone holding a lantern or, or like, a candle or something walking out onto, like, the balcony. Yeah. And that's from the Winchester Mystery House official Facebook page. Oh, i didn't even notice
1: yeah (laughs) oh it is it was posted two uh, years ago
0: yeah it was a 2017 i think yeah so just as you can see thick in videos things turn up in pictures the winchester mystery house's own public relations coordinator reported that he took several pictures of the mansion in 2015 and when he downloaded the pictures one caught his eye, there was like something in the window. Do you have the picture as well? I don't. I didn't Google that one. Boo. I know, I'm sorry. Uh but visitors will often take pictures and report strange things in the windows and a few few have shared them on like Facebook. Okay. So ever since Houdini Houdini came to the Winchester Mystery House in nineteen twenty four during his nationwide t- uh tour to debunk spiritualism other experts have followed okay so the winchester mystery house has been like has been very heavily visited by investigators of course our friend zach bagans of the ghost adventures (laughs) yes our favorite Um, noted psychics Sylvia Sylvia Brown T K and the famed medium
1: James Van Prague. Um, sidebar of of Sylvia Brown. Did mm-hmm. you know that she predicted this? Like, really, the coronavirus. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much her prediction. Something goes along the lines of, in the year twenty twenty, a virus will come on very fast and shut down the world and just as quickly as it came it will disappear without a trace pretty much and then um she says and then 10 years after that it will reappear but not as bad oh so done
0: said something about that being from a book
1: yeah she wrote a book it was like in 2008 i think she wrote that book she fucking predicted this shit she's real <laughs> she's real psychic
0: Um, so, one of the mediums that visited was able to channel Sarah to a seance. He claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors. Oh, that was nice. Right. Okay, so now I told you that there was a reason I was doing this story. Oh, yeah. So, you bought us tickets, we're going to California, like... Do you fucking imagine? So the Winchester Mystery House is actually currently closed to visitors due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. They are currently offering a free 40-minute video tour of the property. Like a live stream? Like it's just a video tour on their website. It's not Um, a live stream? That's rude. No. It's being offered until April 7th. As of right now, I mean, everything might change since everything is shut down. It might be offered longer. Yeah. But the tour is on their official website. It's winchestermysteryhouse.com slash video dash tour. And you can go watch a 40-minute tour of the Winchester Mystery House. I'm in. Let's watch it now th- on the podcast together. <laughs> I thought it would be like, it's such like a fun, like different thing to do while you're quarantined at home go ahead and watch this tour i'm going to link this on our twitter also um but i think that's kind of fun that's why i chose to do this story
1: oh that's awesome my sister grace suggested it and then when i was like looking up the
0: information i saw that and i was like this solidified it this is why we're doing it yep covid19 that's a brief story of the winchester for
1: you like the brief wrap-up of it i love it thank you yeah. So with like prices everything being so cheap, we're gonna buy tickets to California, right?
0: Um, maybe not right now while they're sure? under quarantine too. That's it though. That's all I got for you today. Oh, that was a great story.
1: I really yeah. enjoyed that story. I like that story. I would
0: always I always wanted to kind of see it, like see the house. Yeah. So I think it's really cool
1: that they are offering like a virtual tour of it. Yeah. But if you did like this episode, you can rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can listen to us pretty much everywhere that we know of to put our podcast. You can also find us on social media at. Uh, you can
0: look for us on Twitter at the Cast. That's where I'll be posting all the links on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast and your stories to Marble Forest Podcast at gmail.com.
1: And we'd like to give a special thanks to Jenna who did our logo. You can find her on Instagram at agenda and a special thanks to Cameron who did our music and a special thanks to you, the listener who are still listening to us. Hopefully this does not sound too bad. Um, (laughs) We are very hopeful. Uh, I think it'll just be like some words are cut here and there. Um, overall, I think it'll sound okay. Like, I know it won't sound like how it sounds in my ear currently. <laughs> right. Because it's, like, it's, like, messing with my head, how the echo in my ear is right now. Yeah, it's not echoing on my end,
0: so. Well, that's probably just your end. You and know, don't
1: tempt fate. By only having 17, sh- uh, what was I going to say? Did champagne? <laughs> I was only having 17. I don't even remember what it was called chimney chimneys. There it is. Chimneys to your 47 fireplaces. (laughs) And that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye.